G'day and welcome to Leaders of Men. I'm your host, Nick Warner. In a society that yearns for legitimate male role models, I speak to men that are forging the pathway to a healthy, integrated masculinity. Today I have the great pleasure of speaking to Alexander Cottle. Alexander is a men's facilitator and meditation teacher and founder of The Unmasked Man. Set up to encourage sharing and help men journey to a deeper understanding of themselves. He is deeply passionate and dedicated to guiding men to step into their power and fulfill their potential. Leading through embodiment, Alexander has overcome many struggles on his journey, enabling him to hold space from an empathetic and relatable place. He believes that through true authenticity and vulnerability, we can drop into a better relationship with ourselves and our bodies, creating a compassionate and grounded approach to self-healing and growth. Alexander has sat with hundreds of men all over the world, helping them to unmask, to shed light on the unconscious boy within themselves, and to finally discover the true power they have hidden for too long. I hope you enjoy. The function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Leaders of men. All right, Alexander Cottle, welcome, brother. Thanks for being here. Welcome, Nick. Pleasure to be here, my friend. Nice to finally connect with you, mate. Um, long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's take it from the top. What does masculinity mean to you? Masculinity to me is is being grounded in my own emotions. Um, watching the stories and the different parts of me play out and holding and loving all those parts. Um, it's heart-centered leadership, mm. it's kingship, it's sovereignty, it's power, it's acceptance of all the emotions and bringing them home to the self. It is direction, focus, self-mastery, presence, fun, joyfulness, playfulness, all of the above. Yeah. An amalgamation of different energies with presence, focus and direction. Beautifully said. Um, what would you say to someone? Uh, and I've had this conversation a few times with women that are like, this is bullshit because women are all those things too. Mm. Um, the deeper I get on my own path, uh, I see the men doing men's work and I see the women doing women's work. And, and I think it's really important to have these places where we can, we can go for our own process and, and maybe be with men. If we've, mm. you know, I can talk from my own experience. I was terrified of men for many years. Mm. So that's a really important part of the process but also the coming back together the union between the shiva the shakti the masculine the feminine the yin the yang seeing that we have the masculine and the feminine inside of us and realizing that we're human beings ultimately for me is probably the greater journey um, along my own path so mm. yes women have all those qualities and men have all those qualities and and, and may they all come into fruition and 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 be seen um but yeah i i i i understand that question gets put to me often <laughs> 
especially when I was doing mixed circles. I, I was a period where I was holding mixed circles, and mm. that was really interesting to see the the different polarities being expressed through man or woman, and then the different energies. So, mm. I think that's. I think there's a there's a misunderstanding or a confusion with certain terminology, which really gets people. In a lot of cases, they get really offended by something which I think if it was broken down, it might be far more easily digestible. For instance, man and woman is the biological construct of a human. Yes. Male and female is the spectrum of gender. Mm. Masculine feminine is the energetics within each. Mm. And now people are saying you're a bigot if you say that a man can't have a child. Mm. It's like, well, is that correct? A w- like women can have babies. Maybe a male can have a baby. But to go out and say, no, no, men can have children, men can get pregnant. I think this is where it gets skewed because people are just taking all of these separate definitions and kind of muddling them up. Mm. Um, it's a controversial topic. It is a controversial topic. I feel to a degree, you know, it, it's interesting because a lot of the work I, I do is with the archetypes, as I know you do yourself. And it's, it's my partner's holding a series of women's circles at the moment. And she's come to me and, and she's, she said, look, can, can, you, can you teach me about the, the masculine archetypes? I want to apply these to, my, to, to the women in my female uh, women's circle. And, and you know, the, the, the shadows can just move over. They're there, you know. It, 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 king becomes queen. Uh, the lover can remain the same. The warrior can become the warrioress and, and the magician can become the witch. And, and all those shadows still play out in, in, in the human being rather than the masculine or the feminine. So these are just energies that we can apply. I think sometimes it's good to have certain names and structures, which to a degree do put us in certain boxes, but I, I don't want those boxes to be rigid. You know, it, 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 it helps us. It, it helped me, especially early on in my path, you know, um, if it was so ever changing, I wouldn't have known to show up at a men's group. I, ne- I needed to know that I, I wanted to go and do men's work, whatever that, that heading is or whatever that wording is. Um, it, it doesn't really matter for me it, it, it helps early on but really it's like I say these energies that we can we can use she can use the archetypes in the in the in the woman's circle we can bring them into the men's circle it's a it's a methodology or a modality that works it may not work for them they may try something else um, but it's it's a beautiful um, roadmap for us yeah. to to work with the shadow if we want to Exactly. Um, and what was the catalyst or was there an experience or was there something that happened that actually got you onto this path? Yeah. So I was 20, I'm 34 now, I was 27 years old and I was ticking off all the kind of bits in life that I thought I needed to do. Um, successful job, you know, pretty girlfriend, flat in London, um, had a very good wage um, and I was miserable <laughs> I was really 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 miserable and I, I was working in the states and, and London and 
um kind of I, I hate to say it was like there was an arrogance there there was an arrogance there there was an egotism there this 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 i can conquer anything very much the kind of naive hero kind of do it yourself um adolescent kind of <laughs> belief structure in place and and i i wanted to drive over everything to achieve i wanted to you know force my way to success um but not ask for any help along the way and it culminated i ended up having a stroke uh at 27 which is very young to have a stroke wow. it was a tia so it was one that didn't clot um i was in um I was staying at the Hudson Hotel just opposite Central Park and I went to my room and the left-hand side of my body just broke down, couldn't feel it, immediately reached for the phone, kind of half half muffled the words 911 and, and, and went to Mount Sinai Hospital and um, that's, where, that's where the change happened. I went into depression. I was suffering greatly with my with my mental and spiritual well-being and I tried to take my own life following returning back to England and that sent me on the roller coaster of of what I would say my spiritual path from there on in which was a culmination of kind of spiritual seeking in in all of the usual forms from yoga to meditation to vipassana reiki ayahuasca rebirthing yeah holotropic breath work you you, you you know i haven't done cambo actually that's the one thing uh. I, <laughs> interestingly that was off, was off the list um but uh yeah i went down lots of different avenues and and i think early on in my journey i realized that that i was spiritually bypassing a lot and what led me to men's work was the it, it was working through the psychological trauma of my childhood and the very much needed uh, patterns of my ego that I was bypassing through the the kind of looking for the the spiritual oneness so after many years of seeking in Thailand and India and Bali and all of the other kind of usual places I I decided um, uh, to ground myself fully uh, back at home solid hero's journey right there right yeah absolutely yeah lots of refusal of the calls but i uh, i eventually got there <laughs> powerful story brother thank you man thank you if you had a 12 year old son mm. what's the most significant thing you'd want to share with him self-love i always whenever i'm coaching men i always ask that i ask them where's their where's their king at and where's the self-love and compassion today um the i agree with focus i agree with direction i agree with with these so-called masculine traits of of purpose and 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 you know stepping up into your power and your sovereignty of course but ultimately can i be compassionate and loving to myself no matter how i show up on any given day mm. because that to me is where the integration of the shadow happens um, that to me is where we can look all these parts of ourselves that we may have tried to cut off or disown and say, do you know what? You're welcome here. And I can compassionately and lovingly sit with myself. So I, I would like hopefully through, through him seeing how I treat myself, my own body, this physical vehicle to, to 
for him to see that and to respond to that and to follow in, in such a footstep in such footsteps and and realize that all of him is welcome on any given day and uh you know enough he's he's done his like your best is enough hmm. beautiful what's an uncomfortable truth about you an uncomfortable truth um I, I don't know off the top of my head an uncomfortable truth um what's something I, you don't want me to know i don't it's not that i don't want you to know i um in the in the early part of my journey i was really um i didn't want people to know i was a tyrant mm. even though it leaked <laughs> even though it leaked out and you know I think there's a real misconception with shadow work that, you know, once, once we own the shadow, it's gone. <laughs> and, and it's like, no, no, this is an energy that lives. It's a fragrance and a frequency that lives within us, you know, based on our patterns and our, our trauma. And it's a part that will always be there. But again, can I integrate him? And can I, can I love him? And can I see that, that that tyrant is born from a place of insecurity and fear in the world? And, and the minute that I can find that root cause, it disempowers him. So, yeah, that, that, I, that, I, that I have been a tyrant and that he lives within me. Hmm. When was the last time you're out of integrity? Um. said i'd call a friend i said i'd get a, a a reply to a friend back uh yesterday and i i did it today but i'm kind i'm kind to myself with with something like that uh, <laughs> yeah that's when the last time i was out of integrity when was the last time you cried in front of someone else oh i cried in front of my partner at the weekend i cried in front of a group of men the week before um all the time <laughs> i'm not afraid to show those 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 golden tears not at all no it's a beautiful it's a beautiful process to be able to have and on this path i meet a lot of men you know in their 40s and i haven't cried since i was a kid mm. and the weight that that must hold is incredible uh, i like to look at it like um uh, like an egg an egg that holds our emotional capacity and uh, if we don't have a tap to release some of the pressure of that egg cracks start to form and then those cracks create leakages and those leakages go all over the place onto our family our friends relationships whoever and so that tap can represent crying that tap can re represent dancing expressing punching a pillow uh, working out whatever I need to do to process maturely my emotions that are coming up for me and to not leak them to not let my egg crack on the rest of of the of the world and then me sit there and play play the victim as I've I've caused a lot of suffering <laughs> so uh yeah no to to witness men cry and share their vulnerability this is the unmasked man's you know tagline is courage uh, vulnerability is courage um 
it's at the heart of what I believe authentic men's work's about. And for men to realize that it's safe to be emotionally open, once you see it for the first time that this is, that they're safe or that they can be safely expressed in front of men, it's such a powerful, powerful uh, vision to witness, to witness that. You see the cracking and uh, the outpouring and, and it's, it's golden. It reminds me of this, at this one men's circle and one of the brothers that would come was a bit older and the very first time he turned up, he bought a six pack of beer and it's like, it's, it's the wrong circle for that. Man. <laughs> and he ended up, he came maybe five or six times and every time he'd just sit there quietly, he wouldn't share, he'd just take it in, he'd listen. Mm. And there's this one circle where there's about 13 of us and one of the guys started to cry and then finished his story. Then the next guy, the next guy gets emotional. Mm. And five guys in a row all just kind of let it come out. And then it gets to this guy that brought the beers the first time. And I kind of just imagined that he was going to pass again. And I checked in with him and he's like, no, no, I want to share. And he shares something. I mean, to many people, they wouldn't think it to be that vulnerable or that edgy or whatever, but it it was such a weight on this guy. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he started to share, you could feel and you could hear and you could see the emotion started to crack and the tears started to come. And he automatically kind of shut himself off and closed down. But he went from not sharing anything and then witnessing other brothers actually just be okay with being vulnerable and crying mm. to the point where he was able to do that himself. Beautiful. And that, man, it's such medicine. It's mm. so, so beautiful. I always say like when a man brings that, when, when a man arrives in a circle and he just brings himself so authentically and sincerely, he's given such a gift to the other men because they are that he doesn't realize the level of depth that he's now taken that circle to by just mm. just bringing all of himself straight away and you yeah. just go from here to here and it's just like so powerful just mm. creates a totally different space as you know um so yeah if any man's out there that's ever doubted um his own sharing of vulnerability, please. I encourage, uh, I encourage the uh, you to feel into your heart and to allow those those tears to be expressed. Mm. And I mean, it's as we as all men can attest, it's a difficult thing in a society. That as you grow up, it's like, don't cry, don't be a mm. pussy, don't be a girl. Mm. So then suddenly it's like, all right, I've got to hold this because I'll appear less masculine. Mm. Like, fuck me. No, that's I know that is so not true. I know. So vulnerability is courage is a really it's a really sweet tagline. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's I think it sums up we're, we're definitely the unmasked man, you know, we have all the all the we have accountability, we have integrity, we have the self-discipline and the self-mastery and all the all the bits that that men look for in men's work, but but one thing I always try to to really bring to our sessions is, is heart, you know, mm. and, and, and vulnerability. Uh, and that's so core. Cool. Um, Cause I, I, I don't want it to become like, 
so rigid i suppose so tyrannical that that sometimes you know i've seen some men's work be very doom 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 and it's like where's the heart hmm. and i really really want the heart to be uh, involved in 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 the work that i i do because it's so important because i see so many men with little boys that just just their their own little boy is is screaming out for so much love um and to be reparented and reheld what are you most afraid of <laughs> Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate it's that we're powerful beyond imagination um marianne williamson is my favorite quote um do you know what i was doing some of my site uh, my psychology and counseling training on Monday and we had to create a mask. It was a really great exercise. Um, I had to create a mask, a physical one for the ones that we wear each day. And, you know, I, I sat there and I expressed, this is kind of funny because I, I have a men's movement that I started called the unmasked man. <laughs> um, so I, I, I found that one of the deepest masks that I, I wear um, is um is one of my biggest fears, which is really truly stepping into my power still. I, 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 I am doing it. I'm living it. You know, I'm proud to say that I do, I work with men for a living, but I know I could be doing more. I know, I know not from a pushy place, but, but there's still some fears there, you know, um, certainly with the elder men, I, I expressed this recently. It's a, at a, a men's kind of conference that I went to. I, I'm scared to bring what I perceive to be maybe new ideas on masculinity and, and more new age concepts of, or techniques that we could bring. Um, I don't know how new they are. You know, everything is always burrowed and rehatched, but, but to bring them to the, el the elders out there and to, to challenge that and to, to, to really be seen and step into that, I think, there's still some fear there of, of, of kind of being shot down. Um, and it was interesting because the man I spoke to, he turned around and said, if, if an elder man was to, to not welcome you in that space and shoot you down, then he hasn't done the work himself. So that was a really great, you know, feedback for me. So yeah, one of the, although I, I, I empower men every day and I, and I, I encourage them to step up and reclaim their sovereignty. Of course, I am also on that journey as well. Um, and I don't think I'll ever be off that journey. I've never, I've never met someone that's, 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 you know, said, right, that's me. I'm done now. You know, it's, it's I think we, there's, there's always more that we can become and step into our power in that, in that healthy sovereign capacity. So yeah. My, Sorry. But yeah, my deepest fear is, is my power. Yeah. Yeah. I read something the other day that said the moment that you think you are done is the moment you are just beginning. <laughs> Boom. So, oof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, we're always doing the work. And you know that. <laughs> just on that quote, because I remember I was in a, when I was traveling a few years ago, I was in this community and I wrote it on this on this kind of community board, I guess you call it. And somebody's read it and he's like, it doesn't make any sense. I was like, in what way? And he's like, well, why is that something to be afraid of? 
Mm. And for me, the fear of that comes in alignment with the amount of work that is required to step into your full power. Yes. Because I would love to be in my full power. Be fantastic. But I also know what it would take. And there are parts of me that are not yet willing Mm. to go, fuck it, okay, let's do it all in. Mm. And that's part of my shadow. That's part of the self-doubt. That's part of the self-worth. That's like all, you know, ticks all the boxes of like, there's this fear of actually doing all of this work. Mm. What if I fail? All this kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a real fear, man. It, it is. Uh, and, and I think that's, it's not just what I've got to do to get there. It's when I get there, let's say, let's say success looked like, um, you know, getting, getting a book published out there and, and, and giving huge seminars and, and talking and, and spreading uh, this incredible work of men's work, right? Imagine if that, that's, the, that, that's the big goal. What tests are going to come along the way? Is the ego going to start to kick in? Is the power trip going to start to kick in? I almost envisaged Buddha sat underneath his tree and all these temptations coming. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not just the work needed to really step into this heart-centered leadership, but it's also the, the other side of that, this, what success can bring. And mm. uh, what, what, you know, I, I had an incident the other day where for about 10 minutes I thought I was a billionaire on crypto and and I was terrified. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. By the way, I'm not. It turned out to be like $250, which was hilarious. But uh, it it was actually, I was more scared of that amount of money than than actually the excitement of it. And and that I think that's a great example. It's It's just like all the pressures and the responsibilities that such a thing could bring. And I think that's the same as uh when we really step into our power uh what what opportunities that could bring and and Mm. and how we could get misguided potentially along the way so really always staying in our truth Hmm. nice insight (laughs) what is your deepest desire my deepest desire is is to reach that full potential mm. that full power um that i know again it's 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 always moving mm. not in the sense of the achieve, achievement trap of like or the perfectionist of you know i'm never going to get there or i need to do this i need to do that but more more just my desire is to con- my desire is the search for truth yeah to to the search for truth which sounds you know very you know, tick the right box of the spiritual seeker. But uh, every time I can let go of an old story, I free myself. Mm. Um, So my deepest desire, um, although my ego will fight with it, uh, is is to, to... discover myself fully compassionately and, and express myself fully and compassionately on this, uh, on this plane 
this level, this earth. Hmm. So how, how would you know if you reached your full potential or your most powerful state? I think any time when I haven't been living my dharma, I haven't been living my purpose, I've been unhappy. And that, that egg that I talked about earlier cracks and leaks and starts blaming other people uh, for my lack of my lack of what I want to create or bring into the world. I, I become a victim and I disempower myself and, and I go into the old stories and the old patterns. So I would imagine that is a place that, that looks very free of all of that victimhood, very free of all those, those stronger trauma stories from, from childhood. And uh, I'm, you know, when I talk about it openly like that, uh, I don't feel that far off, you know, there's, mm. there's, I, I spoke to one of my parents today and I said, I'm very good. I'm feeling very good. I'm, I'm so abundant in my life in so many ways. I'm so blessed. I, I really can, I wouldn't have been able to, to put my hand on my heart, you know, five years ago and say, I love myself unconditionally. And I, I can do that now. Like I really believe it in my balls and, and convey that message outward outwardly so just yeah i'm i'm it's, it's difficult to say i'm not that far off because i know there's still so much to 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 give and to do and to to evolve into um and it's my choice like like you said whether you do it now or you're not quite ready um but i feel like i've come so far and i am so unbelievably proud of myself of what i have mm done and the pain that i had to go through to to get here but it mm. was worth it you know there's the cure for pain is in the pain and it it, it 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 was golden that experience and i wouldn't have done it any other way mm. yeah it just it brings me that last piece brings me to a a question that i often ask people is if you could take one memory from this life into the next life like everything gets deleted but when you're reborn you, you're allowed to keep one memory from this life what would it be and a lot of people have this you know the moment i woke up kind of response mm. but i'm like no like what's an experience what's a moment in your life that that was so powerful for you and i'll ask you that question you can answer that question in a second but this girl's response was the moment I was raped. Mm. And I was like, whoa, was not what I was expecting. Mm. But she said, that was the moment my entire life shifted from who I was to who I'm now becoming. Mm. And that, that, like, that punched me in the heart, that response. Mm. But what is, you know, what is one memory that you would take? interesting because you said that i like my brain flashed through all these happy memories and then it, it it came to a memory of me sat in the attic room of my 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 parents house because i i had to give up my my london flat and i was kind of my life was in pieces after the stroke and and i was in deep depression and you know i was in a really bad place i remember like 
you know, needing help just to get in the bath kind of thing, like, you know, really just totally detached from, from, I'd lost everything, money, girlfriend. Um, I was, there was in, in, in London and New York, you know, there's a lot of cocaine involved, which led to the, led to the, the stroke and, and alcohol and just being sat against my radiator underneath this window um, where I kind of looked at my hands differently. And it was the day after I, I attempted suicide. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I don't know if that's the moment I woke up, but there was, there was a, there was, there was a, there was a conscious moment in that moment where I said to myself, fuck, I cannot, like no one can get me out of the place that I'm in right now mm. other than me. Mm. And, and that was so terrifying, <laughs> but so liberating at the same time, because there was a little boy inside of me that so desperately wanted this person or that person to make it all better. And it wasn't going to, then the only person I could rely, you know, come, come to, to really, to empower myself again was me. And that there, there was something that switched then. And that, that, you know, within a few months I was, I was up, I was back. I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in a great place still, but I, I, I started to put plans in uh, plans in place and I was being more self-compassionate and, I was seeking and, and, and so I think that was the, 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 the lowest of my journey. Um, and the fact that I nearly took, you know, I came so close to taking my own life that, that it could not be what it is now. And, and that's to see the, see that growth and to see it was so necessary because I can, I can help guide and support individuals that have experienced those lows because i know how they feel you can only teach from or, or give from the level of your own heartfelt experience so very much in that process i feel like the wounded healer in a good way and and blessed so that memory would probably be hopefully the you know the electric kickstart to transform my new life if i could if I woke up in a new life without anything else. Yeah, I love that uh, That 100% self-responsibility mm. is such a powerful lesson. Mm. That moment of like, holy shit, nobody's coming to save me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> ego, <laughs> ego, death, left, right, and center. Fuck. <laughs> shit <laughs> really are you sure where's the shaman where's the where's the where's the, where, where's, where's the guy dressed in white <laughs> yeah um yeah that was that's a wake-up call and he still that still comes that voice mm. you know but it's it's less and actually it's kind now that voice is like it that voice is is a is basically an opportunity for me to reparent myself in that moment so I, I almost internally within my body become my king and I, I, I'm, I'm holding myself, holding mm. that little boy. So I'm being the father and the mother for myself. Um, and and I, often, I often wrap my arms around myself at that point. And if, I, you know, if I'm crying, I'm crying. And it's, 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 it's showing up for him, me. 
What is it you're creating? In terms of the unmasked man? With your life. Um, I want to create... The, the intention of the unmasked man was to kind of hopefully one day have a, a men's circle in every street corner, you know, to, to change this... Uh, you know, I had a big deep conversation the other day about a man where we, we said toxic masculinity, but to change something that's not working, let's say that something that I don't think is working in today's setup of, of what is, is happening of, of boys initiating boys of, of, of this, this, this trauma lineage being passed from generation to generation um, from silly silly stories like we have to man up and and we 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 have to literally lock up our throat chakra and just hold on and let our egg just fucking crack everywhere like just the unmasked man was created to bring vulnerability a place a, a safe space uh to share to be authentic to be real um and to be in in the heart to be to evolve as a man in our heart and uh to bring in that compassion to bring in the kindness and to bring in the the focus and the discipline and all of those but yeah to really really love ourselves along that journey um and hopefully create a world or certainly a world around me full of kings um that's the purpose sounds good Sounds all right, doesn't it? Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I'll have one of those. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> one to go. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, men's circles. Uh, I want, I want, I'd like books out there, not just written by me, by, by, by other men, like a space for collective knowledge, a space to challenge knowledge that's gone before to reinterpret it to today's vision um trainings advice ranging from everything from porn addiction to uh deeper kind of shadow work and and the archetypes and 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 having a place where the everyday man can also join that discussion you know that may he may not understand you know, the, the difference between the Muladhara and the Swadhisthana and all this spiritual lingo, right? But but he he gets it. He can take something away from the openness and the expression uh, of the space where men meet uh, under, under our kind of tutorage. Uh, and and it's 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 accessible. That's that's what I want. Uh, you know, yes, we can do the deep stuff. We can do deep. I, I do deep all day long, but also to, to affect. I actually get, I think, more nourished inside when I see a man that has never, ever experienced any of this work at all. Like we talked about earlier, you know, that guy almost maybe that walks in with the six pack of beers um, and he, you give him something and it's such a gift. I get so nourished at those moments uh, than sometimes doing really really deep 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 uh carpet work or or, or trauma work or, or shadow work you know because it's so 
enlightening for them you know the path that that moment is going to lead them on from there on in um and that that to me is 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 golden yeah i had the the privilege of going to the sacred sons convergence when i was just in america and 333 men wow and i would say the majority the vast majority had never done any of this kind of work that's what we need oh man you could just there were so many moments where you'd just be looking at a guy going through his experience and you're like his life is never going to be the same yes like this is the this is step one of a million step journey but this is it and yeah. that brother's is on board yeah and it's so beautiful that's amazing and and Mayad, i absolutely love what sacred sons are doing they're doing absolutely beautiful work mm. uh in the world um i think what's what's lovely about seeing those moments is even if they don't necessarily come back the next week or the next six months or the next year there's a seed that's been yeah. planted yeah. It, it once you see it you can't unsee it once you know that there's a space out there for men to feel safe and express themselves and you've experienced it and then you go back to this kind of very, very unhealthy uh, socialising <laughs> that we have in the majority, I am generalising, which I don't like to do, but in the majority of the world, um, he will, something, you know, doubt will kick in. Yeah, am I actually in the wrong space? The space that's 90% of my life, am I actually you know is there a space that, that i can be safe and that i can be seen and that i can express myself yes there is you're welcome please come you know all of you is welcome what would you love for men to know with every fiber of their being that there's a king that lives within them and that he never actually uh, when you know he he he's always been there. Um, he just they didn't know where to find him. Mm. You know, so many men. The the process that I lo I do with my with the men that I work with um, on the one to one coaching programs is basically discovering their king. And the change, you know, we don't actually get to the king till about week six, seven, or eight. Depends on the man you know and we go through all the, the past and the processes and then we 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 finally see who's been sat on that throne and they realize that there's a there's another there's another uh, part of themselves that can can shine and and can step up and that was always there and this it was this king this king energy and suddenly when they connect with that and then we start tuning in every week after than that, after that, and asking them, "Where's your king? How's your king?" It, they're just they're transformed because it's like they found the north point on their compass again. Hmm. Um, and it was always there, but they were just spinning around. You know, oh, maybe I'll go over here and let the lover sit in the throne, or the magician, or the warrior. Or, you know, and and then they're wondering why their life is you know in a bit of a haze. Hmm. So if you can give them that north point. Uh, I believe that they can do the rest 
you know, mm. and, and actually you don't give them that North point. You, mm. you, you help them find the way to it. That's all, that's all we're doing. You, you and I, cause I, I know the work that you do. Mm. Um, we're just facilitating a safe nurturing uh, space. This is personal centered psychology. This is Carl Rogers, you know, creating uh, an environment for them to find it. Mm. I just want to go back one second to that piece of all of you is welcome. And that's, that's actually one of the taglines that they were sharing as sacred sons. All of you are welcome and all of you is welcome. Mm. And we were chanting this, you know, 330 plus men in a circle and it, Adam in the middle would be like, all of you are welcome and all of you is welcome. <laughs> Mate, just to let that land the first time I heard it, I was like, that is such a beautiful saying. <laughs> yeah, so, man, we say it a lot. And I don't know, I don't know if it's, if you guys say it a lot, but certainly in the UK, you know, and, and I know all the MKP guys and, mm. you know, over in, over here, we've got Men's Fest and Journeyman and a band of brothers and some really beautiful work as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, all of you is welcome. Your gold, your shadow. Mm. All of it. Uh, amazing, brother. Where can people find more of you? Uh, people can find more of me and more of us at uh, www.theunmaskedman.co.uk. Um, and you can find me personally on Instagram at Alexander underscore Cottle, C O T T L E. Um, and uh, the dot unmasked man on Instagram as well. And you can see what courses we've got coming up, uh, what men's circles we have, uh, programs, and we've got some cool stuff coming out in January 2022. Um, so I'm going to have a little bit of a holiday between now and then um, and create some, some, some cool stuff. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for this opportunity to share this important work amazing man it's a beautiful conversation thanks you thank you for being part of it um as i said lovely to finally connect with you and i look forward to potentially working with you at some point in the future blessings bro it'll be an absolute pleasure Cheers, man. <laughs> thank you nick take care man